Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. She's a, a beautiful little vibrant girl. Um, her smile would light up a room. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. And I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In New Hampshire, police continue to search for a seven-year-old girl who was last seen more than two years ago, according to investigators. The amount of cash rewards for information leading to the location of a missing seven-year-old from New Hampshire is now close to $100,000. Manchester, New Hampshire police say Harmony Montgomery hasn't been seen since late 2019. She was in the custody of her father, who has been arrested on assault and endangering the welfare of a child charges. An Arizona couple is suing the city of Chandler and its police department over injuries resulting from a police chase last July. Andy's got no memory. Norma has very little memory, and it wouldn't matter what they remembered because an RV came at 100 miles an hour chased by a car, so there was no warning. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Reed, you've been looking at a story that starts with a high-speed police chase in Arizona. Tell us what led up to that chase. Well, Will, police in Chandler, Arizona, said officers were responding to a trespassing call at a mobile home around 8 p.m. on the night of July 24th, just this past July. When they got there, they say 32-year-old Arnold Serrano was in an RV parked outside that he refused orders and that he then started the RV, drove through the driveway gate, and again, according to police, accelerated in the direction of one of the officers. Police then responded by shooting at Serrano, and then when that didn't stop him from driving away, there was a pursuit that ended with the driver crashing the RV, and Chandler police at the time posted a tweet that all it said was, quote, Chandler PD investigating an officer-involved shooting near California and Chicago. Suspect crashed at Dobson and Fry while fleeing. Suspect in custody. No officers injured. No danger to public. What we've learned in the time since is that while no officers were injured in the crash, others were. So then is that where this lawsuit comes into the picture? Exactly. Andy and Norma Ramirez are suing the city of Chandler and the Chandler Police Department for $19 million after they were critically injured during that chase. Our partner station, KPNX, has been covering this, but uh, Andy Ramirez is actually a local journalist at another station in Arizona, ABC 15. And to be clear, this couple, they were not involved in the chase other than just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. They were out driving. They were going to get ice cream after getting some dinner when that RV flew into their vehicle at a high rate of speed. And legal documents say that the speed of the chase was around 100 miles per hour. And according to those documents filed by their law firm, Andy Ramirez then spent two weeks in a medically induced coma and withstood multiple surgeries, internal injuries, and broken bones. Norma Ramirez spent several days in the ICU with broken bones and internal injuries. 
and their daughters were actually driving in a car behind them and, and witnessed everything. All right. So as you mentioned, this couple had nothing to do with the police chase other than they happened to be out driving when it happened. And that brings up all kinds of questions about police chases. At what point the risk posed to the public by a chase outweighs whatever's gained catching up to a suspect. Right. The, the question is, could this crash have been avoided altogether? Or should this crash have been avoided altogether? And as of when we're recording this, I haven't seen a response to the lawsuit from either the city or from Chandler Police. 12 News KPNX did reach out to both, and a spokesperson for the city acknowledged the notice of claim but said that the city could not comment due to the likelihood of litigation. I should also note that we're waiting on a review of audio and video of what happened, and, and maybe that'll help us start to answer you know, all kinds of questions, you know, why the officers involved decided to pursue the suspect, why they believed he posed a threat to the public, if they did, any other factors that come into play. But back to your question, for now, the Ramirez's lawyer, Mark Breyer, is saying the chase never should have happened. Over and over and over again, when police departments allow high-speed chases of anyone other than the most serious felony, the damage that is done to innocent people is worse than if they simply communicated and tried to work around other methods to make sure they kept capture the person. Breyer put out a statement saying, quote, we believe this was totally avoidable. We intend to help make the community safer by ensuring well-trained police departments avoid dangerous high-speed pursuits, end quote. And so he says the goal of the lawsuit is twofold. The money would, A, help the Ramirez family, but then B, he says his hope is that it would lead to changes in policy that end up making the community safer. By bringing lawsuits like this, we change the way policies are set by police departments. We, train the, we change the training that's done. And ultimately, we don't just impact my clients, we impact the community. Read this crash was back in July of last year. Do we have any update on how the couple is doing since then? As you mentioned, a long list of injuries. Yeah, I was able to learn a little bit from a GoFundMe that was set up to support the family. I had a goal of raising $25,000 to help them pay for medical bills and care for their daughters. And as of when we're recording this, it's raised just over $30,000. So they did meet that goal. And the most recent update on there is from October. So, you know, a few months ago. But the update was that the family was doing better. They'd stopped by ABC 15, the station where Andy Ramirez works. And it mentioned that they'd taken some huge strides in their recovery. And, and the update did ask for continued thoughts and support as they continue that recovery. Harmony Montgomery was just five years old when police say she was last seen in Manchester, New Hampshire. But it took more than two years for her to be reported missing. Will, tell us about the circumstances surrounding her disappearance. Rhea, this is just such a sad and really sort of strange case right now. And here's what we know. According to juvenile court records, Harmony's father, 31-year-old Adam Montgomery, had full custody of his daughter uh, back in 2019. And according to NBC Boston and also our partner station, News Center, Maine, in Portland, Maine, police say she was last seen during a Manchester police call for service in October of 2019 at a house in that city in Manchester. But again, she was only reported missing at the end of last year. This was just before New Year's of 2021 when she was reported missing, or at least when police came forward also and, and made this public information. Harmony was five in the fall of 2019, so she would actually be seven years old now, and she's described as four feet tall, weighing about 50 pounds, with blonde hair, blue eyes, and glasses. There have been more developments surrounding this case that we'll get into, but back to your question, the circumstances surrounding her disappearance, we just really don't know a whole lot right now. That two-year window, it's just such a long time for a child to be missing, and for something like that to go unreported really is just, it's unthinkable. Do we know 
who it was that ultimately did make that missing persons report two years later? So this goes to sort of the strange aspect of this case and what we don't know. I can tell you that there are various reports on who made that missing persons report. On January 4th, WTSP in Tampa, that's our partner station in Tampa, Florida, and it's actually where Harmony has an uncle. Uh, They reported that on New Year's Eve, police in New Hampshire made the announcement on social media, a seven-year-old girl was missing, not seen since 2019, when she would have been five years old. At the time, no explanation was given as to where she might have been for the last two years or to why relatives had not reported she was gone. WTSP goes on to report again early in January that the tip to police may have come through non-traditional channels. In fact, the Washington Post reported that the mayor of Manchester was emailed with concerns about her well-being, and so perhaps the mayor's office reportedly sent that information to law enforcement. NBC Boston reported early in January, again on January 3rd, that Manchester Police Chief Alan Aldenberg would not say who it was that reported her missing. In Maine, News Center Maine reports that Manchester Police said they spoke with Harmony's mother, Crystal Sorry, on several occasions, and she had not seen Harmony in over two years, and that actually she'd been trying to locate her to obtain visitation. And then finally, another source, NBCNews.com, said that her mother, Crystal Sorry, called the Manchester Police Department in November of last year to report her daughter missing. And then on December 27th, the New Hampshire Division for Children, Youth, and Families reported to police that it was unable to locate Harmony. Whoever made that report, uh, you know, at some point, we may find that out for certain. But in the meantime, what we do know is that it, it took two years, and that's two years of potentially lost time in terms of an investigation uh, if she actually did go missing all that time ago. Moving ahead another week or two from that timeline you laid out, both Harmony's father and stepmother were arrested. What are the charges that they're facing? Her father was arrested on December 31st, 2021. So her father, Adam, was arrested on December 31st of last year and charged with one count of felony second-degree assault and two misdemeanor counts of endangering the welfare of a child. He remains in jail with no bail allowed Here's what New Center Maine reported recently about that arrest. Yeah, police arrested her father, Adam Montgomery, yesterday. He's charged with second-degree assault and endangering the welfare of a child. Today, he faced a judge and pleaded not guilty to those charges. Court documents show Adam changed his story twice about where Harmony was, and a relative told police he saw Harmony with a black eye in July of 2019 and called child services. The relative says Adam told them he gave Harmony the black eye. That's where the assault charge stems from. But still, there's no sign of seven-year-old Harmony. And Harmony's stepmother, as you mentioned, is also facing charges now. And police say Kayla Montgomery, Adam Montgomery's wife, has also been arrested. She was taken into custody yesterday on a charge of welfare fraud. Authorities allege that between December of 2019 and June of last year, Montgomery obtained more than $1,500 in food stamp benefits and failed to remove Harmony Montgomery from the family's account, though she was no longer living with them. Kayla is not Harmony's biological mother. She is expected in court today. Again, Reed, we don't know a lot about the investigation at this time, but police have been seen searching the home where Harmony lived with her father and also digging in the backyard. That, according to New Center Maine. We've also heard from WTSP, our partner station in Tampa, 
that Harmony's uncle claims to have made inquiries about her over the past two years. What else can you tell us about that? Yeah, so a long way from Manchester, New Hampshire, in Tampa, Florida, her uncle Kevin Montgomery told WTSP in Tampa that he called police numerous times in the past couple of years and didn't hear back. Here's some of that interview. Her uncle lives right here in the Tampa Bay area, and he told us tonight he just wants to find her. Yeah, it was nerve-wracking because we were always worried. Harmony's uncle, Kevin Montgomery, lives in Pasco County. He says he and other family members called police in New Hampshire time and time again, asking them to track her down, sadly, knowing her background. And I was relentless, relentless. It was like a job to me back in that summer. She had a lot of stress in her life early on. What do you mean by that? Um, just her situations um, in the system, in and out. My message to Harmony is, hang on. We love you, we're praying for you, and um, we want to bring you home. Again, that's Harmony's uncle, Kevin Montgomery, speaking to WTSP in Florida about the case. And so, you know, we're, we're left without a lot of answers as investigators are still trying to figure out what happened here. They have made it clear that, that the priority in this case right now is finding Harmony. What can you tell us about those ongoing efforts to find her? There have been donations made, and actually the reward is almost $100,000 at this time for any information that could help to find Harmony. There's no Amber Alert at this time, which may seem odd, but police say investigators have actually not yet met the threshold for issuing one. There's no specific information about who Harmony might be with or a vehicle she might be in. Finally, there is, of course, a tip line. That number is 603-203-6060. All right, Will, thank you. You bet. Thanks, Reed. And thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We are here five days a week, Monday through Friday. And if you're not listening already, do check out our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson, along with Reed Redmond.